Ladies and gentlemen and Force users of all ages, welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast where we get to the guts of what makes Star Wars meaningful to us. I'm Daniel Dawson, and I'm joined by my dear friends and fellow nerf herders, Alyssa Simmons. Hi, everyone. And Dino Nicandros. There it is. You got it. (laughs) This week, we are discussing The Bad Batch. This is episode four, Cornered. Created by our lord and savior, David Filoni. And directed by Saul Ruiz and Brad Rao. And written by Christian Taylor. And by God, we're Star Wars fans. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Star Wars inside the Tauntaun. This is our podcast opening song. Alyssa, Daniel, and Dino talking about Star Wars. Like and subscribe. Rolling right along, rolling right along. We're just rolling, rolling. We're in episode four, and it was really fun. I felt like we got like a like a fun. I, I, like a, it was like a, a dip back into Attack of the Clones, like a little bit, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it was. Yeah, lots of just... familiar creatures from other films and episodes mm-hmm. making little appearance. That was fun. We got a cool new cityscape that also felt like slightly familiar too. Yeah, uh, for sure. Just like people that are blue, which is fun. <laughs> um, yeah. I and also we got our we which is I I don't know why but like because we've been talking about I don't know I think I was just distracted because I was just like oh yeah they're definitely gonna go see Rex next I I completely like one hundred percent admit that I forgot that Fennec Shand was in was the, going to arrive any moment yeah like literally yes. at any yeah. moment and then there she was yeah in and all she of her fierceness looked awesome. Totally awesome. Yeah, she does. She looks really And awesome. it was also like really trippy to hear her in animated form again. I literally yeah. was like, oh, we're watching Mulan. Like, this is Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. um, if things went no, very differently if, for yeah, her, if yes. Mulan, if Mulan went uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a different, uh, different life uh, <laughs> journey trajectory. Mm-hmm. And now, um, maybe you guys can help me with this. How, how, old do you think she is because like you know for those of you out there that haven't watched the mandalorian i mean this is a little bit of a spoiler but come on catch up with us <laughs> um probably, i think but yeah, she's Fennec- probably in her 40s that would be my yeah, guess or late For- 30s which would put her in her 50s by do, the time you know? of mando you which i up? think no i haven't yet i was that's why i was asking oh. you I, I i thought that she would be like way younger like oh. like she'd be like in her 20s maybe oh. and then no, like, but because she voiced Mulan like twenty years ago, so. Oh no no no! Sorry, not the actual person. I think he's asking. Oh, about you're Fennec. asking about Fennec. Okay, yeah, about Fennec. I, I don't were... give a crap about who plays I, well, it. I think Fen- <laughs> I think Fennec is in her late thirties, early forties, and Ming Na Wen is in her fifties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty yeah. years on, which is when we see her in Mandalorian. Holy crap! Ming Na Wen is fifty-seven. She Dang. looks amazing. Good God, yes. she's Louise. Yeah, she she looks move. incredible. She's a fierce <laughs> ass bitch. She can freaking um, move. But yeah, Fennec, I I would say late twenties, early thirties. That would be my 
Yeah, I, 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 I think that's probably true. So then when we see her in Mandalorian, she's like, yeah. Yeah. That- Although, I don't know. I mean... She could she could be fifty seven years yeah, old. Yeah, we don't know. Now, when is fifty seven? Truly, yeah, yeah, that's, that would be also believable. Um, yeah. Also, like another thing that kind of went through my head while watching this episode, um, is who is she working for? You know, I feel like there's probably mm-hmm. like some obvious choices, which, like, you know, I think that that they're probably trying to at least. Either, either like actually direct us to um, what it really is, or misdirect us to what it isn't. Which I, I think what they're trying to make us believe is that she, she's working for the coming, coming Owens, coming Owens, maybe. Yeah, could be. They're a possibility if if they're trying to uh, if they're using her services to obviously get Omega back, right? Um, or Omega. Um, uh, and they have a history of working with bounty hunters. Well, now Indeed. here's the thing. Obviously, what if? And wowie wee wow. Do you think? Because we didn't. I don't. I don't know if we ever got like anything in the Mandalorian where they were like, "Oh yeah, we just met," kind of thing. Like, do you think that she could be working for Boba Fett? I saw that somewhere on the internet, and maybe. Well, I guess but like. I, I, I don't the only the only purpose that would serve is to show a relationship between them I think because yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know right. what Boba Fett's has to really do with other than being a clone himself I don't I don't know what his end game would right. be Right I think it would just be to 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 prove that they've got yeah they've had a long standing relationship so when they get together in the Mandalorian it's not like a oh who are these new I people I think the that book of Boba Fett is going to cover that Huh I think the book of Boba Fett is going to cover yeah. your relationship. Yeah, that'd be a yeah I think you're absolutely guess. right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think here it's it's either the Kaminoans. Um, she has a history with Jabba. It could be Jabba, although again, sure. I don't know really what Jabba would net would net he would not necessarily know about what's going on here with with cloning and all of that. I'm not sure that tracks. It could be. The Empire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely could be the Empire. Uh, just like, you know, Boba has been on, you know, bounty hunters are on both sides. So, right. you know, Boba Fett has They're on no obviously sides. worked with them. So they they could know more about Omega than they're letting on. I think the Kaminoans suspect the Empire isn't really privy to what she actually is. Right. But but maybe they are. But I think I think... Either the the Kaminoans or the Empire is probably the safest bet. It could be yeah, Mephisto that was kind of well. my at least my first. It's thought. definitely Mephisto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hundred percent that, <laughs> but like ninety nine percent. Right. Kaminoans. Obviously. Obviously. But yeah, um, we got this really dope chase scene. Like the the chase scene, I thought was like. I mean, obviously, that was what what I was talking about when we well, yeah, that was Attack the of the Clones. Yeah, yeah, like it was very, very much all of that. But um, and I have to give a very uh, specific shout out to the sound department. Oh yeah, uh, Matthew Wood, who's the sound editor on the show, and David W. Collins, who does all of the uh, remixing, and he's a sound designer, sound editor. Uh, they they captured Attack of the Clones. Uh, 
from an audio standpoint really really well all the speeder all, all the nostalgic mm-hmm. speeder sounds uh just the cityscape in general i this was one of the better sound edited episodes thus far and i mean it, it stuck out yeah it felt it felt like it felt pretty cinematic yeah yeah totally um yeah also i noticed um uh there was like some storefronts that looked very um like straight from batu i think like the there was an entrance mm. to a place that looked basically just like um oh god what's it oga's cantina mm like mm. they had like an archway. I was just like, wait, is that Oka's Cantina? Um, I actually took a picture of it, and I need to I need to translate what it says because you know it's not in English. I'm gonna do that right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'll do that later. But <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a drink more Ovaltine type of situation. Oh my god, I, really I know hope that. So. Um, um, I know that one of the um signs translated just said like taxi, like taxi oh, yeah. center. So makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's that's brilliant. Um, you want to go down conspiracy lane? Do it! Oh, oh my God, you're oh. gonna do it? Please! I'm, I'm not endorsed. This is this I'm is not an endorsement. And this is not an endorsement. I don't think <laughs> this. <laughs> you're just gonna say I'm not it. endorsing it. Okay. We all it know just, that you were the one that endorsed Mephisto, so it popped up. Well, yeah. I mean, we all did. Everyone in the English speaking world did. <laughs> um. So this occurred to me, and then I, of course, ran to the internet to see if it occurred to anyone else, and indeed it did, which mm. scared me. Mm. Um, so Omega drops a little hello there. Hello there. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, wow. I didn't even think about that. I didn't but... either. And if and if we're... If she's force sensitive, if, if we're, if we're and going she into the, she's force sensitive <laughs> slash the Kaminoans are experimenting and cloning force sensitive oh, people. God. Oh dear God! And they've had a run in with Obi Wan Kenobi before, so what? Uh, I could be, or it could just be. Um, what was the took... what was the writer's name? Christian Taylor. It could have just been him giving a nod. Yeah, I th- I think that know. is the benign that's, that's correct more plausible. answer. Plausible, yeah. But you know, I mean, it, that, but fun... that doesn't. But that, huh? that's kind of cute, though. I kind of yeah. like that. I mean, well, what are, what are the implications? I mean, I, I. Well, I mean, if 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 that's the case, um, I mean, I I'm sure people are speculating that like, oh, maybe like a live action Omega is gonna end up in his TV show or some shit. But like, I don't know. Or that she's somehow part Kenobi. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what that Related I don't even know somehow. how that works with Jane or, or you know like <laughs> I'm um, not exactly sure how that would work. Like how uh um I <laughs> I guess the clone of um the clone of Palpatine is sort of related to Luke now, I guess, because they used his hand juice. <laughs> right? We <sighs> I feel like yeah, we need to have an entirely that's gonna separate be an episode. discussion. That's yeah, got to be a yeah. whole other episode, guys. Yeah. There's some stuff happening in the Darth Vader comics right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm all I'm there's all for it. Happening. Like, let's just give it all to me. It just it was very abrupt and very like whoa whoa wee wah. I, need, I mean, yeah. was it that abrupt? I don't know. I guess not. Yeah, it took like 40 years. Yeah. I mean, people have been speculating and, you know, those comic book writers, like, have been keeping those character storylines going for 
just like you said, like four years. years. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, it, it, we, very, we very definitely should stuff. have a whole other conversation on. on There's that. just some but stuff I guess that, uh, my, happening. My point with the with the connection there is though is that would does that mean that uh, like. If it is an enhanced clone by means of some other DNA, does that mean that that clone is also related to whoever they used their the, juices their stuff. for? I mean, yeah. somewhat, probably. In the same Kinda. way that kind of like um, the Mandalorian is exploring with Grogu. Right. Yeah, if they end up getting Grogu's juices, then will whatever that thing that they're creating in, is that going to be like Grogu's brother. Yeah, th- this whole cloning thing and it's I don't, I don't know. This is kind of an obvious point, but when I think about how Lucasfilm is positioning well really the 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 storyline of Mandalorian thus far has been delivering this child back to the Jedi and the Empire attempting to clone him. Right. Mm-hmm. So now we've got Bad Batch, we've got at the last arc of Clone Wars, you put all of this together, uh, add in the Ahsoka series, and they've said it's culminating in some big story event. Right. So it does feel like they're. I mean, if this is the commonality, they're 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 breeding something. And I don't know. I I mean, I don't. I think it is separate from Rise of Skywalker. Like it. Yeah. It, Along the way, they're helping explain the somehow Palpatine's returned. Right. I think they're filling, they're they're filling in that line, right? Yeah. But right. that that's that's kind of a, you know, a a side mission to to whatever this storytelling initiative is, or this this culmination is going to be. Um, yeah, honestly, and you know, it it would be like a really cool flex if Palpatine was like the 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 misdirect, you know. To make us all think that that's what we were like, you know. Yeah. I, well, I, whatever I, it is, whatever they're building up to happens before Rise of Skywalker, so it's right, not. Right. It, it's not oh, going to be the culmination. Think? Well, yeah. I mean, I think Time, that's timeline-wise. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they've been fairly clear that like the all of the Mando series that are kind of running parallel to one another, and then yeah. taking story elements from Clone Wars and Bad Batch, it's going to be something that happens in between. Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, I think. Yeah, I guess that probably makes sense. Uh, because you're gonna throw Thrawn in there. You're gonna throw mm-hmm. all. I mean, all the. Ooh. It's gonna. It's gonna be. If we want to go down this rabbit hole, they're well, they're going yeah, to. You're you're right. If if Thrawn was still around, like. Yeah, the, I mean, they're they're not gonna jump Mando thirty years into the sequel trilogy. I don't right. think that's no. going to. Happen. I don't foresee yeah. doing that. This yeah. is going to be a big story event in a part in a, in a time period that we actually don't know all that much, right? About yet. And in like I was just saying, like if Thrawn was like still around, he would have been in the films, like because right. he's just such a right. massive character. You know, like well, you massively would think the first order character. would want him involved. Yeah, yeah. In they would need his assistance doing. if yeah. he was just like just chilling. <laughs> He's like, nah, it's cool. We got this. I know you're busy, Thrawn. So you just keep doing what you're doing. But I think I mean I think that's what I mean by they they along the way they will help plant the seeds for how Palpatine gets done what he gets done. Totally. Yeah. While telling another story, a separate story. Yeah. 
Which yeah. I like. I think if they somehow connected this directly to Palpatine, it would be like a little bit like, okay. Well, it would make that line in, that Poe says in The Rise of Skywalker, somehow Palpatine's returned, it would make it even dumber. Yeah, kind of. Right? Because, right? because <laughs> everybody else kind of knew what was that. Well, yeah, that's a very valid point too. Then like th- th- that would mean that whatever whatever happens in these shows, this culmination of like a bunch of shows that somehow still nobody would be able to figure out how it happened or like nobody thought to put it on paper and tell like somebody down the line. <laughs> hey, um, just in case this ever happens again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it all turns out. And even if it is like a, a little bit of a retcon, I don't think I'm going to really care because <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm having they've, a great they've time. Been, they've been doing that quietly anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not nothing, nothing really huge, but like, yeah, little little blips and bloops here and there, and that is fine by me, especially if it ends up being better. <laughs> um, um, can we can we all agree that they need to, uh, whenever they decide to the Bad Batch, whenever they decide to split up, that they need to stop sending Omega on the most dangerous yeah for God's yes. sake section of child. the of the adventure for goodness sakes. I mean, it makes for great drama, but of course, yeah, I know, parenting. I know. When when they were like figuring out how they were gonna split up, I was like, "You go with Hunter well, into the town." I'm yeah, like, I was mm. like, "Well, they're obviously gonna have." I was like, "The you know normal idea would be that she would stay there at the ship with Tech, like just inside, like don't right. even get off the ship." Mm-hmm. But then the episode wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's true. That's it's true. The thing. So maybe I withdraw so... my. Com- it's not so much a complaint as a as a parenting observation. Totally. Yeah, I mean, it it was it Which was. They're not good at. They're bad. They're they, pretty they, bad. That that was a yeah for sure a writing choice because it the 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 more interesting writing choice for them. Yeah, is... another um Batu uh similarity is the little uh stormtrooper doll. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. It's Omega identical. was playing with is like exactly like the kind they sell. In the little... Well, it's also reminded me of the one young Jin was playing yes. with in Rogue One. Yeah, I feel like they made one. a couple of new toys in this episode. The that little like like it's not a dog, but it is like it acts like a dog. That little thing that like oh the the creature that she yeah ran into mm-hmm. yeah uh, I had this pulled. That's up probably going to be a stuffed animal, no doubt. Um, um I oh I one thing I I actually really enjoyed um. Oh God! Good old what's his face? Echo. I liked Echo's um, their their whole um, droid for sale. Um, <laughs> that storyline. Oh, the ruse, That yeah. that little plot. Like, yeah, side plot and was I very thought funny. the um. He's just like I'm worth way more than two thousand. Yeah, you don't sell me for cheap. <laughs> I thought that the um, protocol protocol droid sounded familiar and oh uh, yeah and, yeah well, it's uh it's gray griffin who voices uh padme and oh my god Asajj ventress and shock t that's all, cool. all uh, from wars. from from the old clone wars series yes dope very yeah, cool from like the like the cartoon network yeah the, the old, one, old one yeah not the uh and she's also yeah, done a cool. ton of other uh video games and um yeah the Lego Star Wars, she she voices like tons of stuff. So that was kinda cool. kind of cool. Kind of uh, also the the hybrid astromech droid that can walk very similar to the uh, Mandalorian uh-huh. uh, uh the, sh- the the fairy captain, the kind of the uh 
the droid that sails them through the lava pit. Yes. Yeah. That creeps me out. The <laughs> the astromech droid with arms and legs is something that just I I don't yeah, have a weird. reason it's for weird it. Looking. It's just creepy. Spooky. Yeah. Um, the little dog-like uh, animals are called vorpaks, which um, apparently they're they're uh, very consistent characters on Star Wars Resistance, which we have not oh, uh, watched you're... or talked about. Well, and you see a variation on Lothcats as well. Yes, totally. Like, uh-huh. Another Lothcat popped up in this um, episode. And while we're talking about um, you know creatures we've seen before, um, Omega bumps into a Godel. Which is a character that we see for the first time in the cantina in The New Hope. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, talks like a he like has like a goat when he talks. So freaking cute. Um, yeah. We so also that... saw, but we saw, uh, oh gosh, um, uh, butt face. What are they? What are they called? Um, oh yeah. Oh, well, uh... you see the 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 Aqualash guy. Yes. yes. <laughs> I like that face. moment. He's like in his in his car, like rocking out to some music. Uh, <laughs> And then you see a, a, a one of those guys from uh, Celest, uh, the the Celestin guy who oh. looks like a Neon Nub. Yes. yes. Um. What are those called? I had. This I don't remember. Up. I think they're Celestins. I mean, I think that. Yeah, he's Celestin. Yeah, that sounds right. So that was fun seeing those. It's always kind of cool to see, um, you know, different species and characters that we've seen in the in the films in animated versions and obviously vice versa seeing the animated um characters turn yeah they're giving us lots of little winks and i mean you know i i know that there's a lot of there there there, you know if there's any criticism of the episode it's that like we're, we're kind of getting you know the the idea of like we're going from one place to the next, but like, oh, we got to stop for for repairs. And, you know, and then while we stop for repairs, oh, shit happens. And, oh, we get this thing fixed just in time when we have to go. I don't know. I, I, I understand. But, like, that's just what happens in space, people. You know? You just I'm you have mad. a ship. It I'm gets broken. You got to get it fixed. And that's part of the story. So just deal with it, okay? No, and, and the episodes clip along. I mean, yeah. they're very well paced and... I, I think if they tried to bite off more than they could chew in a 29-minute episode, it would feel then it it's would all feel rushed and yeah. would be yes. a mess. Totally and, agree. Um, yes. I mean, yeah, I get it. I want to get to the to the ultimate point too, but that's the whole point of storytelling. And, right. Um, and and like we wouldn't even give we wouldn't give a shit about these characters, you know. Like we wouldn't have these little no. moments where, um, you know, Wrecker makes a a little home for. Arimiga, you know, like so, whatever is going to happen to Wrecker, which it we all know at this point, it, it probably has to, um, especially since um, I'm bringing it up again, just because poor guy got his head bashed Whacked in again, again, you know, yeah. so that's probably not good news. We haven't really, they, they didn't, he didn't really comment it af- on app, he didn't comment on it after that, but. I, I have a feeling in the next episode or maybe the next few where he's going to be like, wow, now my head really hurts. <laughs> um, it's just a running gag for for the next, what, nine episodes. Yeah. <laughs> now it really, no, no, now no. it really Oh, wow, hurts. I can't believe how much it hurts. Um, yeah. Or he just whacks it again in every single episode. <laughs> and, yeah, in the very last episode, he hits it like one more time and he's like, Oh, oh! It, it feels fine now. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, God! 
all that for, for um, so so we were talking about Dave Filoni. So there was actually oh yeah, a bit of an two bits of rather large news this week, right? Uh, well, it's funny. The, the, I feel like about. Twitter made it larger news than it actually was. But well, yeah. Well, the fact that it was news a year ago, right? <laughs> right. But it's just been it. officially right. announced um, on the website. Uh, Dave Filoni has uh, received a promotion to be executive creative director at Lucasfilm alongside Doug Chang and John Null. I mean, that's like nobody's better, more deserving. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time coming. Uh, And those three in particular. So you have Dave Filoni, who's been the key to their animation success. Yeah. John Null, he helps run Industrial Light and Magic and Doug Chang has been the artistic, I don't even know what to call him, the artistic lead on anything you've seen in Star Wars since the prequels. Yeah, if yeah, you if it's watch like any the, of the... The look of Star um, Wars? Yes. He's the look of Star Wars. Yeah, if you watch any of the um, the gallery episodes on Disney Plus about Mandalorian, you'll hear, mm-hmm. you'll hear Doug talk about stuff, and it's pretty incredible what he, so, what he does. I, I, are, are either of them, like ahead of the other or are they kind of like like working in it, tandem it's kind of like a a roman triumvirate of <laughs> of they control the uh, art of of star wars the art of star Wars, and and really what they're doing with storytelling and right and this just confirms that kathleen kennedy is really good at business maneuvering and these yeah. are your storytellers and their powers combined totally so she um so yeah so more or less like dave the three of them like come up with the the story and and like you know where where Star Wars is moving forward plot wise and right. also think of them make, as showrunners mm-hmm. and it, yeah and, that's and, a good yeah. Point. yeah and then ish how it's gonna look and then they hire you know somebody like uh, um like you know director types to bring that to fruition right yeah right. they just they make sure the, the current is flowing in the right direction and. Well, uh, it's interesting because I mean, um, I, I'm curious with with Mandalorian, um, like how much um, how much input, what's his face has on the story and the plot? Has it moved? Favreau. Forward? Yeah, Favreau. Well, he wrote. He uh, he wrote a good chunk of yeah, them. like yeah, the, like at least half of the. Well, now, now he, most yeah, he, of season one. Yeah. He like he wrote the episodes, but I'm curious, like, because Filoni, I think, kind of like put like I'm assuming, like, kind of like wrote the framework for the show. Like, here's the this is where it's gonna begin. Of Mando? And this is where I kind of want. Yeah, well, I actually think Favreau pitched yeah, it, it to was, Kennedy. It was is that right? It, it's like yeah. yeah, Mandalorian is Favreau's baby. Well, okay, but I guess moving forward, now that he has this uh, this new title. What, what, how do you think is that still going to be like Favreau's baby? Like he's still going to like say like this is where the story of Mando is going? Yeah, I, I think I think Favreau. Yeah, Mandalorian is still Favreau's. Filoni might. Dave oversee... Filoni has been promoted within Lucasfilm, so like yeah. he's right. His job isn't just Mandalorian. And it's yeah, it's not everything. Just, right. It's it's a little bit of this, a little bit. He's like a Kevin Feige type. Sure. Uh, along with John Nolan and Doug Chang, but but Favreau is specifically. Mando, and I, I think he, I think he's working on Book of Boba Fett as well. Oh, dope. Um, so yeah, that's a that's an interesting 
Again, this happened last summer, but an interesting development. And no, haters, it does not mean Kathleen Kennedy has gone anywhere or stepping down. She's still there, everyone. Her her many Academy Awards in producing will will probably keep her around for a good long while. Her many years relations with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. In the words of Winston Churchill, cry about it. (laughs) (laughs) And they will. But um, you know, like she, she, like you said, she's she's doing a brilliant job of like you know she she's not the one that's going to be like writing the stories and no. like you know that was never not, her that's job. Not her it job. was never her job. Yeah, yeah. she she so, is just in charge of hiring favorite, the people to do that. My favorite thing about just haters in general on the internet is that nine out of ten times they literally do not know what they're talking about. Sure. Well, like, yeah, they, they don't. They blaming, don't actually know what these people do. Yeah, they're blaming. People that have no control over what they're they're huffy about. Yeah, like you just imagine, like like Kathleen Kennedy, like in her bedroom, like on her bed, like be like, no, you know what? I'm gonna write episode nine. And yeah, she's sitting at her desk. It. How can I ruin Luke Skywalker? <laughs> yeah, that's really my goal here. Yeah, I. How can I make Last Jedi just the absolute <laughs> biggest troll movie? Yeah. Or or and and obviously we know like you know directors of film and TV have a very large say on the general like you know pacing of things on the on the way things look on the screen. Yeah. But yeah. as far as like the unless the person is actually also the writer, they don't have any control over the words that they are directing. Right. And because that's well, a, that's always a thing that people are like, oh, you know. They messed it. The director messed it up, and the and the storyline is horrible. It's like they didn't. They didn't write the story. That they're the director of the film. Unless I'm, they're John Favreau. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Like obviously, <laughs> like there are plenty of directors who well, also and, you know are yeah, writer, the writers right. of what they're directing. But if you subscribe to, which no one here does, no unsubscribe. One no, no rational person does. But if you subscribe to. The idea that the sequels just ruined Star Wars and ran it off the tracks, you know, they they would say the buck stops with Kathleen Kennedy. She greenlit. You know, she she's intimately she is intimately involved in the crafting of these stories and sure, and she greenlights all of it. But again, to your point, Alyssa, it was like there's also she probably saved Solo, right? She saved Rogue One, right? And you also have By to remember that in. there's about like 700 people under her, right? That do the pre-green light process, right? Before she sees anything. So, I don't know. It just it makes me it makes me giggle how. But 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 also like the the great hypocrisy of haters is that uh, they blame her for everything when it goes bad, but they praise Dave Filoni when everything goes well. Mm. You're and, right, right. And, and, and Dave Filoni like, is also in charge of the resistance, which, you know, a lot of people are not super fond of. Well, but I mean, but besides that, it's like, but you do have to give Kathleen Kennedy credit for the stuff that went really well. So many people call Rogue One like their favorite Star Wars movie, especially of the new ones. It's like, well, she also she did that. did that. Yeah. She was also, part of that. every single one of these movies has made over a billion dollars except Solo. And Solo, I would argue... Was it just bad was more timing? because they shifted the release date to May mm-hmm. instead Correct. of keeping it in its December slot, and it was competing against Marvel. Right. And 
a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Just, oh my it god, it came. Timing. It was there was really so bad. much shit that came out right at that chunk. I just remember. So, being so, so if you want to blame her for something, blame her for the release date of Solo. Fine. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. But blame Bob Iger too. I mean, it's like Lord right? Iger. It's just uh, the the whole point of all this is that Kathleen Ke- there there really is no one with Ka- Kathleen Kennedy's rap sheet when it comes nope. to producing anywhere. Period. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy is a rapper. Uh, so just keep that in mind when you're throwing crap. It's like it doesn't get better than her as far as somebody holding it all together behind the scenes and then allowing the creatives to 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 do what they need to do. And she said, like I just said, she just saved two sinking ships in Rogue One and, and Solo, which were both not smooth yeah, right, sound yeah. right. during production. And... And both turned out really well. I mean, Rogue One even more so. I mean, it, it is yeah. <laughs> some of the One. best Star Wars yeah. ever. It's great. But needless um, to say, she made a phenomenal choice in giving Dave Filoni a little more, a little more weight to his job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, very very smart. Choice. Um, but and second yeah, piece of news, news, which I was. Somewhat surprising, but also not. Uh, Rangers of the New Republic has been sidelined. This was yeah, a, a show that sad. was supposed to revolve around Cara Dune. I was so sad because that trailer, that like, well, it wasn't really a trailer, but I mean, like the the sort of like. Well, they did a rollout where they 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 talked about uh, that show and yeah, uh, and that 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 like had me in tears. It was so like such a well, special little intro to it, and I was like, oh man, I'm so excited for this and. No, it's not going to happen. Well, are you thinking of the uh, the think, X-wing movie? Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, thinking, yeah, 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 you're, you're thinking, thinking of Rogue Squadron. You're thinking I of the Squadron am. movie. Totally. That is very much that. Pen- and that's Patty still Jenkins happening. Movie, that's still oh, very thank much God. Then Daniel thank doesn't God. care. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a yeah. shit. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead and sit, just sit. Yeah, just talk yeah, about it. I'm going to stand here and be happy about the fact that I still get my X-wing movie. Thank God. Since it was around Cara Dune, I was like kind of – I've been – wondering if we were yeah, going to I mean, hear anything about that. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's obvious. Well, that there was, was a suggestion that, may, you know, with everything that happened with Gina Carano, that maybe they were repurposing the show and maybe Hira Sindelo would be kind of the, move her into a lead role. Mm-hmm. This was empty speculation. This didn't come from anywhere official. This was but, just fans really wanting to see a live-action Hera, which I'm also yeah, here which for. I, but... Which is, yes, <laughs> been effing let's dope. do it. But like, and which you know, we still could get anyways. Yeah, um, for sure. obviously with like a Soka show. And but all that I, mean, stuff, I don't but... know that, that that's sad because that was supposed to be another one of the parallel Mando series that kind of tied into this big event we were talking about earlier. Right. And uh, I, 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 the only thing I'm really like, if it, it would be very sad because I don't know how far in development they were. Like, I mean, were they just in the writing series or were they actually talking about like casting and stuff too? That I don't know. The The official statement from, and I think it was from Filoni. Let me pull up this article real quick. Filoni. I, I just, um, that, that, yeah, that, that would the, be. He was interviewed uh, it, for Variety, and he said. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the Variety magazine. And <laughs> um, he just said, uh, Rangers of the New Republic is not currently an active development. Right. No other um, reasoning was given. Yeah. Um, well, because no other reason needs to be given. But yeah. um, I, I, um, 
um, what was I thinking? Oh yeah, I'm just thinking it would that that would be the 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 only thing that would make me super sad um, would be if like you know there was just a ton of people that were like all lined up for like this great job and then well I'm sure there I'm were sure there were like this was this was gonna happen yeah in the next couple years so. yeah so I'm they probably sure. had at least some people lined I'm up sure offers but were if, made and yeah if if you want to parse through that statement it said it's not currently an active development true so. so Maybe down the line, yeah, you're right. It gets repurposed into something else. That those are very specific words, yeah. Right, the, but the, if he you didn't think say about... like it's never happening, yeah. Don't but don't of even all think of about the, it. All of the stuff in you know pre-development, development, production phases of things, like you think about it, and like all of the characters that are leading these upcoming series, other than Squadron, we don't know, you know, th- those details, but. They're really iconic characters. You know, we've got right. Book, Book of Boba Fett. We've got the Ahsoka series, um, Obi-Wan. It's like, of all of those, if there was one to just be like, okay, let's like put this on the back burner, it probably it, would be the Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah. Because other than, well, I mean, I guess potentially Cara Dune, like it would have been a bunch of no names, right? Uh, potentially, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but there, it's hard there to was say, no. Yeah. There was. There were no. And no, no one other will details ever know. About that. But we know that 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 story was going to carry story beats into this kind of shared. Yes, alongside story Mando they were telling. So I wonder. And, right. I wonder if those points will be folded into something else. Yeah, that sounds if, right. Or if they just rewrite the you know kind of the whole outline of everything and exclude whatever they were covering. But. Yeah, they'll just add a. They'll add a a season into Mandalorian and <laughs> put those episodes in there or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but interesting comings and goings. Yes. For sure. Coming and going and also so soon. <laughs> Blazing Saddles. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Cool. Well, there are hundreds of men again and again. (laughs) Okay, I'm not. We don't mind a Madeline Kahn homage every once in a while. I'm tired. I never mind anything having to do with. Let's face it. I'm tired. (laughs) Let's face it. From the waist down, it's kaput. (laughs) Kaput. (laughs) That movie is so funny. Oh wow. Well. Jeez. Was that it? Any other thoughts about? This episode? Do you have thoughts and feelings? I, I mean, I mean it, oh, it, it oh, what's your overall thought? I mean, did you guys have a good time? Yeah. I always have a good time. Yeah, I had a good yeah, time. same. I'm still having a great time. I like, had a good time. Um, it was, it was fun. I like those characters. It was a bit of a side quest, but we know that those happen. Yeah. So. We're still getting, like, you know, the, the relationship between... We're, we're we're building that tension between that 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 relationship tension between the the bad batch and Armiga, you know, creating that 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 sense of need and 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 want to 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 be a part of a family, and it's um yeah, it's good. It's good good character building and world building. And now we've <laughs> got Fennec uh, thrown in the mix as yeah. an extra, you know. And we're not done with her. That uh, is nope. for sure. Nope. And I think even Hunter said, like, we need to figure out who she is and who she's working for now. Yeah. He was like, this is 
very important. We need to figure this out now. She's bad news. Yeah. Or maybe good news. We'll see. Who knows? That okay. Um, last last question. Um, do we think that she is going to uh, remain a baddie, or do you think that she, that she may turn and understand, like you know, that she's you know helping the wrong side or something? I think that she's a bounty hunter, so she's driven by her job, money. Yeah, I mean, if if I wanted to wildly speculate, speculate based on what we, what know, we know about of her now, Fennec mm-hmm. is that. She at least has a shred of honor, so yeah. if push comes to shove, maybe she does step in at some point to save Omega, as she agreed to do with Grogu. So, well, and she already did. She did like save her from falling off a tower. I mean, I I don't know right. if she like well, she's yeah, supposed I mean, to bring her in like alive. I think or she's dead. supposed to bring her in alive. Yeah, but... I think so too. Um, yeah, Which... I mean, yeah. What, what Alyssa said. I mean, she's it's relative with her. She I mean, hasn't really been she, mean to Omega yet. Like, no. she's like been just. But also, like, she would not be able to me. like get her to. Yeah, she. I, I feel like. That's it. <laughs> but you you, welcome, after, user, welcome to uh, child gonna, abduction. Uh, yes, right. Um, <laughs> you're not going to antagonize young little force user, I don't think. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah if she like, is a force user, I don't even know. Yeah. Right, we don't right. even know. But, but I, I was going to say that even after her um, her intentions were revealed, like she was still being like you know, she was not being a monster. <laughs> she wasn't no. being a monster. Yeah, no, totally. No. She's she's a nice child abductor. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> she's she's good. Uh, this episode has been brought to you by Child Abduction. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, I can't wait for next week. Me too. Um, I hope we get to see Rex, maybe. I hope Same. that we see more of Fennec. Yep. And that's all I got. That is all I have as well. I'm good. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thanks. If you have, um, you know, thoughts, feelings, ideas, comments, tell them to us. Slide yeah, t- into the DMs, them. you know, comment on the posts. Uh, if you are feeling super generous, you know, like and subscribe our, you know, rate and subscribe our, our podcast wherever you listen. Or just Venmo us, too. You know, if you want to give us money, <laughs> that's also fine. <laughs> We also will not send you money back yeah, if, if you, you wanna, send us money. No, you, no. If you want to donate to my super PAC. <laughs> Are you running I'm for exp- president? I'm, I, I'm exploring. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. All right. Well, Just seeing if, if there's, yeah, put, any, put the feelers out there. Good job. Uh, I need money first, though. To yeah, explore. yeah, yeah. You gotta right. Have right, right. Some, we all need more money. Yeah, you got to have a couple piles of money first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spaceballs, too. Thanks <laughs> for more money. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Melissa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. I'm Dino Nicandros. May the Force be with you. Always. Play us! <laughs>